Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. mosquitoes are not fun so remember when we talked about how they were testing uh, the genetically modified mosquitoes down in florida well the epa has said you know what go ahead yeah we're going to approve that no problem oh really yes the male mosquitoes developed by oxytech codenamed ox5034 OX, capital OX5034, derived from Aedes aegypti, which is, uh, I mean, they're, you know, horrible. They carry diseases, Zika, Dengue, and yellow fever. Scared yet? And uh, then, so when these mosquitoes mate with the native females in the area, when you have a little mosquito business going on, uh, they, uh, they produce female larvae. So that they, those simply just die off before reaching adulthood, thus dooming the population. Oh, okay. Well, because according to this, only female mosquitoes bite and suck blood from humans. Huh. So they think that they, these insects are not going to pose any danger to people. Okay. All right, good. We're only going to release 2 billion mosquitoes. (laughs) Now, to be fair, uh, I don't know how many are going to be in Florida. And they also said, hey, let's release some in California, too. So congratulations to OxyTech. And I'm sure that you're proud and you've proud of your milestone for the approval from the epa so that's good that is good that uh, we're gonna have these genetically modified mosquitoes flying around and dooming the population of mosquitoes as a whole in florida and california and i got no problem with getting rid of mosquitoes i don't think i feel like it's gonna end up biting us where mosquitoes don't normally bite unless you're not wearing pants. But for now, okay, you know, I guess we're all for it. Let's make sure that we kill off all the mosquitoes. But if we kill off the real ones and then we have just the genetically modified mosquitoes left, I seem to remember some documentary at some point talking about life will find a way. And so I kind of feel like the genetically modified mosquitoes are going to be a problem in the end. So, you know what? Maybe that's just me. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. A quick search will let you know that the highest paid price for a painting was 450 
million dollars in 2016 for a Leonardo da Vinci painting called uh, Salvatore Mundi. Newsflash! Tensions in Europe are boiling over, inflation is at a 40-year high, and some analysts predict stock returns of less than 4% until 2030. So how are some Americans preparing for economic uncertainty? Well, many are investing their money in an unexpected commodity. It's not natural gas, oil, or gold. Even though all investments involve risk, some experts believe it's even a better hedge against inflation than gold. And its prices outpaced the S&P 500 by 164% from 1995 to 2021. What is it, you ask? Contemporary art. Now, I know that uh, you don't have $450 million. I know I don't have $450 million. You know what? Maybe you do. But I know that now, since 2008 crash, Tons of wealthy people have used art to defend their wealth. And thanks to Masterworks, you can too. This revolutionary app has made multi-million dollar paintings investable. In other words, you can invest in paintings without needing to buy the entire thing. Sounds genius to me. To discover how to participate alongside over 350,000 members, go to masterworks.art slash Jeffy. Masterworks.art slash Jeffy. See important regulation A disclosures at masterworks.io slash about slash disclosure. Masterworks.art slash Jeffy and discover how to participate alongside over 350,000 members, masterworks.art slash Jeffy. So a little while ago, I was reading a story about a German farmer who was going to start, you know, breeding pigs for pig hearts and uh, transplants. And they, what they want to do in Germany is the scientists plan to clone and then breed the genetically modified pigs to serve as heart donors for humans. And so not long ago, they just did a pig to human transplant, the world's first. Except that uh, that really didn't, hasn't, well, I guess, you know, they will claim that it was a success. But, you know, who died? (laughs) Who died today? Yeah, the first person to receive a genetically modified pig heart has died uh, two months after the doctors at the University of Maryland first performed the experimental operation. The patient, 57-year-old David Bennett. Yeah, remember that guy? Because he did not look 57. I re- yes, I remember talking to you about it. Because he did not look 57. Uh, he looked 57 back in, you know, 1930 when you saw pictures from people in the Depression era that were 57 that looked ancient. That's the way he looked. Anyway, uh, either way, he died uh, after his condition began to deteriorate a few days ago. And the exact cause of death has not been revealed. Uh-huh. It's unclear whether his body rejected the transplant. Uh Uh-huh. But the physicians plan to evaluate Bennett and publish their findings, do they? But his death illustrates the challenges of animal-to-human transplants, known as xenotransplantation. I am a fan of (laughs) xenotransplantation. You can't. 
You can't stop me from talking about xenotransplantation. So, you know, I guess, you know, we want to lessen the reliance on human organ transplants. And the donor had come from a one-year-old pig genetically altered to decrease the likelihood of rejection in his body. More than 100,000 Americans are on organ transplant lists and 6,000 patients die each year while waiting. Wow. And so, yes, and of course, uh, the two-month-long survival post-transplant is a step forward. Yes, no kidding. I mean, in 1984, we had the infant that took the baboon's heart, right, and lived 21 days. And, I mean, that that was only in 1984. So, phew, man, think about how we've come, you know, for since 1984. <laughs> uh, it doesn't sound like we've come as far as we would expect to have come. Anyway, now there's a new startup group that called Inversion Space that wants to transport goods, but really, uh, you know, body organs from space wait what yeah the uh former spacex intern and uh he's one of the co-founders um and this uh austin briggs uh told the new york times that their goal is to create capsules the size of several carry-on suitcases that can both store things in space and deliver them to points all over the globe at blistering speeds oh okay well so these two 23 year olds have secured 10 million dollars in seed money to fund the venture they've also joined the uh incubator y combinator lending the peculiar scheme an aura of credibility they've joined the storied incubator y combinator (laughs) And if you don't know what that is, wow. Okay, I'll tell you. It's uh, funding for early stage startups. So twice a year, I guess they invest hundreds of thousand dollars, half a million or whatever they want into uh, a number of startups. So I guess that gives them, that's what they're saying, gives them the credibility since this place doesn't give money to just anybody, apparently. So what they want to do is... uh, have organs and have them you know orbiting the, the globe and then if you need uh, I need a heart in uh in Mogadishu and they just uh, you know type it in and down it comes so if I get a lung that lands in my backyard is it mine or do I have to call and say hey uh, you guys screwed up with your delivery it wasn't supposed to go here uh, the lung was supposed to go down the road so I'm guessing uh that's Okay, I mean, whatever. (laughs) I don't know that that can still be done, right? I mean, okay, I get it. We're growing pig hearts in Germany or pig ears or whatever you want to grow your your organ, whatever organ you want to grow. Believe me, whatever organ you want to grow will be coming soon. Um, And you put it on ice, I guess, and you shoot it up into space and it just flies around until you need it. I don't think we could do that yet. I mean, Elon's uh, shooting up satellites that's costing him a lot of money to uh, have those rockets go up for those satellites that are orbiting the globe, the Starlink satellites. And so maybe you latch onto that. Maybe uh, you, uh, each Starlink satellite is able to have a suitcase. 
a carry-on. That's what they're talking about. There you go. That's what you need to do. Each Starlink satellite launched into space gets to have a carry-on. And that carry-on can be a heart. It can be an ear. It can be whatever organ you think you're going to need. And then it's just as soon as they as soon as the Starlink satellite sets free, so does the carry-on. Or the carry-on stays with the Starlink. And then, you know, we just lock into Starlink 3 and that has the heart that was put in there on a certain date from a certain pig at a certain time and we're going to drop it off into a Paris for uh the French president to get a new organ that gonna happen i don't know i don't know i love it though i love it if i look if i can get stuff delivered to my house dropped from a drone why can't i get a new lung or a new heart dropped from space when i need it sure there's airlines that fly around the globe and deliver that stuff fairly quickly but if they can do it faster that's what we need Speaking of being delivered by a drone, too, I want to apologize to, uh, well, to Amazon. And this is just a kind of a half apology because I talked about uh, wanting to get a charger and I ordered same-day delivery and it didn't come. And I even paid extra money for that same-day delivery. And then they emailed and said, yeah, we're not going to make it. It's held up in this other city and it's not going to make it the next day. Well, it came the next day. Not the same day. And I thought, well, you sons of guns took my extra money. It should have been here. Uh, They refunded it. They said, oh, yeah, there was a problem. Uh, Sorry about that, uh, Amazon Prime member. Uh, We're going to give you your money back for that. So they didn't charge me the extra money that I paid for same-day delivery. But on the same token, uh, they didn't deliver on the same day either. So let's go. I know Jeff is not the CEO anymore, but... Uh, you know, let's hop on it. All right, let's go. So did that sound like an apology? Eh, All right. I'm sorry for bashing you for charging me for extra services that you didn't provide. And I guess thank you for refunding the money that you charged me. So... Ah, that's good enough. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh... Oh, man, as long as we're in the break room, too. I should, uh, you know, write my postcard to Major League Baseball. Remember when you were America's pastime and now you're just history? I mean, they just delayed another until April, like four. I think they're, they've already deleted four series, right, for the league. I mean, that's a lot of games. So they're into April already as postponed, and they keep saying they're going to come closer together. I'm telling you, man, they do not see the writing on the wall, and I don't know what their deal is. I I, I haven't looked into their contractual problems, but whatever it is, they better work it out because America will be done with you, man. And it'll be a long, long road back. So all that extra money you think you're getting is going to be gone. It's kind of a long postcard. So I was kind of surprised that I see where uh, FBI most wanted on uh, the CBS. We talked about how uh, Julian McMahon said he'd had enough. He wanted to get out of it. And so he was going to, you know, he was going to quit. 
and they were going to bring in Dylan McDermott to fill his part, who was on Law and Order Organized Crime already as the bad guy. So now he's going to be a good guy, an FBI good guy on FBI Most Wanted. And so I was wondering, you know, okay, well, whatever. That's, you know, that's who they got. That's who they're going to do it. But I thought for sure that they wouldn't. And this is going to be a spoiler alert if you have not seen the latest FBI Most Wanted. Um, Julian McMahon, Jess LaCroix on the show, uh, was killed. And I couldn't believe they killed him off. I thought for sure he would go away. They were setting the whole thing up for him to go away with the new girlfriend-wife. The daughter was off at uh, at school, at the horse school. So he could have just, you know, they could have made the show where, you know, all these people died. There was a body, a trail of bodies, and maybe the kid dies in the arms at the end, and he decides he just can't do it anymore. He's going on, he's going away. They were going to Bali, and, uh, you know, he leaves, and he goes away. And he, we just, from then on, we hear he's not coming back. He can't do it anymore. It was just too tough to take. Uh, all these deaths, and he was sick of seeing the death and the dying. That way, it leaves you the out. He can come back, right? I mean, three years from now, he could. Uh, there's Jess LaCroix again, standing in the shadows, like I'm back. I, you know, whatever. But they killed him off, and it was very, it was, uh, it was disappointing that they killed him off. I was bummed. Uh, I was bummed that they killed him off, and they did it pretty good. Although it seemed like, I mean, we didn't let the daughter back on the show. I mean, apparently, we're not paying her anymore. She's gone, all right? He dies. We're not paying her anymore. They went and knocked on her door, but she knows a part of the show to tell her. But uh, she didn't uh, She didn't show up. So that's what you get, man. Uh, when dad decides to leave the show and we kill him off, you don't get any more paychecks either. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's good. So we'll see how the uh, new FBI Most Wanted uh, shows up with uh, Dylan McDermott. And I like Dylan. But he's been the bad guy on Law and Order Organized Crime now for this, you know, one or two seasons. Are we still? I think we're still in the season one of Organized Crime. But he's been the bad guy. So he's going to do both? Be the bad guy on NBC? Be the good guy on CBS? That, my friends, is a good gig. So I remember that uh, whenever there's new movies and new shows out, the actors or actresses have to go out and promote it. So they have some kind of story that ties into the world and then they can promote their show right we talked about uh uh what's his face donny osmond yesterday and he ties in with adele i see renee zellweger has the uh new show uh, the thing about pam her new movie and uh the, about uh, convicted killer pam hupp out of missouri and uh she you know is telling the story that she had to take a lot of benadryl while they were filming because of all the uh, prosthetics that they had to put on her. She said it took, uh, you know, three or four hours uh, or more to put all the stuff on. She had to wear a fat suit and, you know, whatever. I guess they they had it, she claimed that they whittled it down to under three hours by the end of filming. Well, I'm a cub, I'm, I'm torn here. I'm torn here because, uh, you know, I'm, uh, okay, so she's acting like she's uh, this killer, Pam Hub. Why didn't we get a fat woman? Why are, why didn't we get a, we're fat shaming? Uh, I mean, I get that's why Pam Hupp was never looked at in the beginning because of how she looked, right? That's the point of the the thing about Sam or the thing about Pam. 
But uh, Zellweger is not an overweight person. And uh, now they're doing that. I mean, if we have to have a gay person playing a gay person and a trans person playing a trans person and uh, a, a white person playing a white person and a black person playing a black person and we can't have, we have to have Indians playing Indians. I mean, I why do we not have a fat person playing a fat person? What's the deal? I mean, I, I'm okay. <laughs> I don't. I could give a flying crap. It's, it's supposed to be an actor and actresses. That's what you do as an actor or an actress or whatever you want to call yourself. That's what you do. You play the character. But if we're going to go down that road, why don't we hire a fat person to play the murderer, Pam Hupp? I'm just asking a question, okay? Renee. I mean, Kelly Clarkson could have played the role. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's possible. I know Kelly isn't, uh, you know, Renee Zellweger thin. But I see. <laughs> Look, I'm 800 pounds. I get it. That's no, no problem. <laughs> I see where uh, finally uh, Kelly has uh, the divorce from uh, Brandon is, is finally done. It's over. Have a nice day. Um, so it's done. And this should actually be Houses of the Hoity Toity because... I mean, she has to pay. She has to pay Brandon. I mean, it's good to be Brandon Blackstock right now, and I know divorce sucks for no matter whoever is in it and the children, and I get it. But uh, Kelly has got to pay child support forty five thousand six hundred one dollars for their two children monthly. Uh, so River Rose and Remington Alexander seven and five, but it's got to suck for them. Uh, and additionally, the couple agreed to having a joint custody for their kids. Although River and Remington will live at Clarkson's Los Angeles residence. Yeah, we're not living. No, Brandon, they're not living with you. Okay, that's not happening. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So the other stipulation of the agreement is that both kids will be vaccinated against COVID-19. They're seven and five as they will be traveling out of state to see their father at the former couple's Montana ranch, ranch where he's going to be living there for the time being, I bet. Uh, so both Clarkson, uh, see, Clarkson gets both of their Montana properties. Brandon will pay Kelly 2000 a month while he stays there until June. <laughs> In addition... To the one-time payment of 115, wait, in addition to the one-time payment, so that was, the one-time payment was the 45000 I thought that was monthly. Oh, I missed, holy cow, I, sorry. <laughs> uh, the monthly child support payment, it got me. It's talking about $45,601 dollars to Brandon for the kids. That's monthly. Okay, but just before that, in a little smaller letters, she has to pay him one point three million one-time payment. <laughs> it's good to be Brandon. Okay, uh, so Brandon Blackstock gets one point three million one-time payment, plus he gets the forty-five thousand six hundred one a month a month for child support. All right, then he's going to be staying at the ranch, which he has to pay two thousand a month to her. Which I mean, come on, two thousand a month for the ranch, please. But uh, he's going to, you know, that's until June. But in addition to the one point three million, he has to pay spouse. Kelly's got to pay spousal support too until 
2024. And that is $115,000 a month. <laughs> so Brandon gets the one point, was it 1.3? 1.3 million one-time payment. Then he gets the 45 and the 115. So he gets, you know, I bet you they got to be some separate checks too so they can follow the, track the money. Instead of just writing him a check for what, 160, 170,000 a month, 145, 56, dollars a month on top of the 1.3 initial payout. Wow. That's, uh, I'm sorry, Kelly. I'm sorry. But apparently Kelly is, uh, okay and she's doing fine and everything's, you know, we're just happy to have it behind us. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got to be out of the ranch by June. What are the odds? What are the odds Brandon can't be out of the ranch by noon or by June? So he's going to have to stay. Look, I'll continue to give you the two grand a month. <laughs> You're only writing me a check for 160,000 a month. And so I can give you two back and uh, we're good. And I'm going to give you that two out of the child support money, not the, not the spousal support money. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just let me live here for free? Okay? And you just continue to pay for the for the ranch. All right? All right. Good. Now, what about vehicles? I didn't see anything in this story about the vehicles. Court. Oh, here we go. The court docs also state that the singer is going to get all good. Kelly keeps the pets. And Kelly's going to keep the Ford Bronco, the Ford F-250, and the Porsche. Uh, as well as the flight simulator. Yeah, he, Brandon can't have the flight simulator. That's not going to happen. Now, uh, Blackstock is going to get, uh, Brandon's going to get the cattle, livestock, stock dogs, and horses. But he's, the, the ranch isn't his. So is he going to, and he can't afford the ranch on what she's paying him. Multiple vehicles. He gets the Ford F-350, the Ford F-250, an ATV, several cat snowmobiles, He's gonna. Oh, and he gets the golf simulator and a couple of watches. <laughs> yeah, you're not taking. You're not taking my Philippe watches. That's not happening. And you got the flight simulator. I'm not giving up the golf simulator. I want to be out at the ranch. Come on, it's winter time, and uh, I got to be out of there. But I got to have the golf simulator. All right. <laughs> but if he's not gonna, if the ranch isn't his, Kelly keeps the ranch. He gets the cattle. I mean, he's gonna just have to sell them off, right? <laughs> that's a good gig man that is a good gig what do you do for a living ah, i'm kelly's ex yeah i have to you know well i can't see the kids uh i'm i'm busy right now with my golf simulator but i will take that 45 grand a month in child uh, child support though. okay all right thank you talk to you later kelly how's the show coming by the way i know you got a couple shows on the line make sure you keep doing that because uh i don't want to lose the money do you have a new album coming out or something, Kelly? I gotta go. Talk to you later. So I had an email the other day to chewingthefat at theblaze.com where you can email me uh, questions or comments or stories or whatever you like. I appreciate it. I try to get to them all. Uh, I'm, even if I don't respond to them all, I do see them. Thank you so much. Chewing the fat at theblaze.com. And someone asked me about Hank the Tank, 
the bear or bears plural out in uh in uh, lake tahoe uh that has been you know rampaging ravaging houses rampaging yeah he's been doing that too uh ravaging houses and uh stealing and scaring people and all that kind of stuff well that we know that there's multiple hank the tanks Okay. Uh, and he's been seen, he's been spotted the last couple weeks, but we haven't, we haven't moved any bears out there at all. Well, then I see, as I'm looking around for Hank, the tank stories, I see where an Italian brown bear was breaking into bakeries to feast on cookies. You may have seen the video that, you know, was, uh, viral. Well, that bear has been caught now and taken to a special reserve, uh, due to his, you know, bad behavior, the, the, the brown bear. So, you know, they, heaven forbid, heaven forbid that we kill him. I mean, I'm sorry, put him down. And so, you can't do that, Jeff. My gosh, what are you doing? And then I thought, you know what? That's right. I mean, I know I, I'm a fan. No one loves zoos and animals more than me and more than this show. So, I saw where the government uh, is going to hire a grizzly bear con- conflict manager. And they were going to pay up to 103000 a year for the right candidate. And I thought, doggone it, I could be the right candidate for the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. And I could be a grizzly bear conflict manager. Who's a good little grizzly bear? Come here. You are. Don't you bother those people over there. And don't you go talking to those other bears. You take care of you. You be you. Okay, you go get your fish. Now, <laughs> if you... The job description says that uh, you should expect wild camping and multiple forms of transport, including foot, boat, and air. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, you would live in Montana. I mean, you have to keep up with the grizzly bears. So uh, you would, uh, you know, be the grizzly bear conflict manager. Wow, that's a... It's a cute thing. Now, you would live within 100 miles of either Missoula, Bozeman, or Kalispell, Montana. That's here in the United States of America. So, apparently, you don't have to be an American. They'll take anybody, you know, apply for the gig. The candidate's going to split their time between camping in the field and an adequately lighted, heated, and ventilated office. Yeah, that's a little room over there, okay? It's adequate. That's where you work out of. They'll be expected to use a variety of transport to navigate often harsh terrain, including on foot, snowmobile, boats, and small aircraft. And they're going to also supervise a small team. I don't know who that is. I don't know if you're going to have some part-timers working out of Missoula that to help you out from time to time, but maybe. Uh, You're going to have to be uh, ready to be bit by a lot of insects. You'll be praying for those genetically modified mosquitoes because uh, according to the the incumbent may be subject to large numbers of biting insects Uh uh-huh and be required to work in close proximity to large animals such as bear and moose they may also need to carry a firearm Uh, you think for protection now i'm all excited i'm thinking man i'm going to apply uh, you know, I know bear attacks remain relatively rare, but you know, Hey, it could come with the job and I get it. And they try to blame it on climate change. Uh-huh. And, uh, so, you know, it's, it's a problem. All right. Well, then I see that March 8th, 2022 is the final day for applications. If you're listening live today, it is the 10th of March, 2022. I'm so angry right now. I missed the deadline to be. <laughs> To be the 
grizzly bear conflict manager in Montana. <laughs> Just when you think things are going good. So as long as we're talking about uh, taking care of animals and uh, out there, you know, I love them. I see where someone has taken a picture of a wolverine at the Yellowstone National Park. That's pretty rare. That's one of the rarest animals around these days is uh, are the wolverines. So, I mean, they had one show up a year or so ago in, uh, I think, January of 2021, a little over a year ago, on one of the trail cams where it showed uh, it showed a wolverine. And that was the first time that it had they'd seen a, a wolverine be captured on the motion sensor trail cameras uh, out by Mammoth Hot Springs. At, but uh, this dad and his daughter were driving down a road and turned a curve and oh my gosh there he is the wolverine crossing the road <laughs> just out by himself and uh, they're pretty they're loners anyway and uh, except for when uh, it's business time uh when they're looking for uh taking care of wolverine business you don't want to be around them okay you don't want to get between them and mama wolverine okay it's just not happening so uh they reside uh, mostly in high-altitude alpine and forest habitat. They weigh as much as 30 pounds. I tell you what, a wolverine will kick your butt, all right? They eat, uh, you know, small mammals and birds, and they eat a little vegetation when they have to, but they are capable, man. They are some nasty. You don't want to mess with a wolverine, man. You do not want a wolverine to square up on you at any point. Okay, and I love the story. They're mostly solitary, you know, except during breeding season. Uh, like I said, uh, we don't get it around them during business season, man. <laughs> you don't want none of that. Oh, maybe you know, maybe you do if you're, you know, a hot Wolverine looking for a little daddy Wolverine love. <laughs> but you don't want none of it as a human. You do not want none of that. But they're still around, so that's good news. Right? We finally see another sighting of a wolverine out there at Yellowstone. So, they're not extinct yet. God darn it. And I know what you're thinking. Hey, Jeff, uh, you know, you always talk about uh, being from Michigan. Oh, you're going to do a wolverine story without talking about Michigan? No. You know what? No, I'm not. Now, I know everybody's famous for saying, we haven't seen, there's no wolverines in Michigan, just the University of Michigan's nickname. That's what they call themselves, but there's no real wolverines in Michigan. Well, uh, yeah, there are, okay? I know a few years ago, I guess it was, I mean, probably <laughs> probably a lot longer than a few, more like, uh, you know, I don't know, 14, 15 years ago or something like that. They spotted a wolverine in Michigan, so they do exist in Michigan, so back off. Okay, there are more weasels. Oh, they're a member of the weasel family. There are more wolverine member of the weasel family in Michigan, not just from the university. So, there. A couple of headlines that uh, we'll wrap up today just so that you know what's going on. Better.com, the online uh, mortgage company. Remember uh, the guy got fired for uh, firing 900 employees? Well, I mean, (laughs) 900 employees got fired over Zoom last year, and they got rid of the guy that did the firing. 
Well, now they have laid off more than one third of its workforce, about 3,000 jobs, which is what the guy who got fired was saying, but he just did it the wrong way over Zoom and we played his firing over zoom and it uh i don't know how else he was supposed to do it he's supposed to call i wonder if they called all three thousand people personally that's what they said they said they were going to do that but a few people i guess and i don't know how what a few is uh said that they uh we found out that we were going to be laid off because we got uh you know severance package in our bank accounts prior to the official announcement oh Okay, it's always good to know. I mean, I've told you uh, the one job that I got fired from, I uh, I knew it was coming, and so I was coming in the back door. I was working at a I was working at a radio station that had multiple stations, and I was running one of them that I knew was going away soon, and so I was just milking it for as long as I could. I'd come in, I'd do my work, I'd send a couple emails, and I'd leave, and so I went into the mail room to pick up the mail. And, uh, the boss's secretary was in there and she was like, Oh, Jeffy, what are you doing here? So I knew that was, that was the end of the time. And it wasn't long after that, that, uh, you know, Hey, uh, boss wants to see you and uh, have a nice day. So I found out, uh, that day, (laughs) Oh, what are you doing here? If you run into the boss's secretary and the secretary says, Oh, what are you doing here? Yeah, that's the. That's the last day. You should have already been gone. I see where uh, Amazon has been flagged by the House Judiciary Committee for potential criminal obstruction of Congress. Oh, okay. Now, I, you know, I, what they're doing is they say one of their one of their people testified before Congress and said that the company doesn't use the data it collects on third-party merchants on its platform to compete with them. (laughs) And it doesn't list its own products in customer search results before those of third parties. (laughs) Now, those assertions have been contradicted by credible news reports and anyone with a brain. So I get it. Now, there's probably a fine line in there that Amazon fights with. So, you know, I know that, uh, you know, they have the practice of undercutting the businesses that sell on its platform. And apparently they've been making knockoffs for similar products and boosting the presence of the knockoffs other than the third parties. So I guess, you know, they're saying, hey, we've changed a little bit of their explanations. I'm sure there's some kind of fine line that they walked, but uh, they appear to be caught in the lie so we'll see what happens the only thing that makes me a little weary of this is that this was from the judiciary committee and that's uh led by uh jerry nadler from uh you know jerry with uh you know the pants pulled up to his chest and uh you know a few pounds overweight and he is uh I know this is uh, part of the Judiciary Committee and the Antitrust Subcommittee, but anything that he's involved in makes me personally question the entire thing. And more fallout from the Russian-Ukrainian war of business and lockdowns of friends of friends of friends. Bayek, B-U-I-K, the instant delivery player, has uh, furloughed all its workers. Uh, Yeah, they've had some cash flow challenges according to the russian founders Er, yeah you think i mean there's been some serious cash flow 
what was the what was the quote he said again? They've had some cash flow challenges. Yeah, there's been plenty of cash flow challenges. In fact, I'm living through a little bit of those cash flow challenges right now. I understand. I know that. Uh, I know that. You know, look, we've we've got uh, the boycott of Russian businesses. I mean, the Russian piano bar in Manhattan, they're claiming that uh, it's owned by Russian and Ukrainian couple and their business has fallen off 60% because of this. Oh, okay. Uh, the sign in the window says, stand by Ukraine, no war. And uh, they're holding a fundraiser for Ukraine, but I don't know that it matters. I don't know that it matters. And I know the one, remember, um, uh, the one French restaurant in Paris was having problems because they were thinking that the name was because of Putin, but it's really, uh, Maison de la Poutine, P-O-U-T-I-N-E. <laughs> Maison de la Poutine. And, uh, it has nothing to do with Vlad, but hey, it doesn't matter. Okay. People think it does. So you're going down. And then we have the... You know, the, the, the Cardiff Philharmonic Orchestra in Wales scrapped works by the Russian composer Tchaikovsky, or Tchaikovsky, uh, from its upcoming program, including uh, it's going to conclude that uh, performing them would be inappropriate at this time. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought uh, the old uh, Russian composer was uh, dead. <laughs> uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, do I hate Russia because you're playing Tchaikovsky? Uh, no. I mean, the guy's been dead for, I don't know, at least 100 years. <laughs> okay. And I see where the performance of the 20-year-old Russian pianist, Alexander Amelofi, was postponed by the Vancouver Recital Society. And who doesn't love the Vancouver Recital Society? The organization's artistic director who is fantastic. I, I love her. Uh, she uh, told uh, the BBC that, uh, not the BBC, the CBC, Canadian Broadcasting, that uh, while she feels badly, in fact, she feels very badly, not just badly, but very badly for Malaviv, but uh, she felt she had no choice but to pause the show after Putin invaded Ukraine. Yeah, it's not something I'm proud of or excited about, but I had to. We just had to. We can't have a, we can't have a Ruski playing the piano at the Vancouver Recital Society when this is going on. Sorry, that can't, ha- that can't happen, okay? All right. <laughs> now, the performer uh, responded by saying every Russian will feel guilty for decades because of the terrible and bloody decision, but argued that people cannot be judged by their nationality. Um, I'd like to just answer you with this, Alexander. Wanna bet? I mean, look around, Alexander. Uh, That's exactly what's happening. People are being judged by their nationality. And I don't see an end to it soon. So good luck with that, Alexander. And uh, let me know how things go with the Vancouver Recital Society because uh, I'm with you. I agree with you. And I understand how difficult it is, especially when you're the one being judged when your nationality is the one being judged, but multiple nationalities are being judged around the world and in particular here in the Western Hemisphere. So that's exactly what's happening. So let me know how that works out for you because it doesn't look like it's going to end anytime soon. I'll tell you that. 
stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.